I pray that God is with you wherever you're watching from. As a matter of fact, all of you are part of our online campus today, and it really is an honor to be able to live stream right into your home this morning. So whether you're watching from your living room or from your kitchen, or maybe you're watching from your bedroom or Maybe even a little bit more awkwardly, you're watching from your bathroom. We're just glad to be a part of your family in your house today, and we just want to pause and, uh, and say thank you. Thank you for tuning into the, the online campus today and for letting us be a part of that. Hey, we have a tradition around here, and we do this every single week, whether we're in person or whether we're live streaming. We always pause to give honor to the incredibly brave military men and women and all of our first responders, and I'd love to do that. In a, uh, in a wholeheartedly approach today because these individuals are desperately working extra time and overtime as our nation is in a national emergency. They're really stepping up, putting their lives on the line to make sure that our lives are safe and protected. So wherever you're watching from today, can you just give a special God bless you and thank you to all of our military men and women and all of the first responders. Come on and just type in the comment section, letting them know how much you love and you absolutely appreciate them. Uh, I want to say something to you before we jump into the message today, and I thought that I would just share my heart with you for just a moment. My family and I, we, we desperately miss you all. Uh, it doesn't feel the same not to gather together each Sunday in person uh, with the community of Go Church, with the family of Go Church, and I want you to know that we've been praying for you. These certainly are crazy times, wild times. Uh, you've heard this phrase, unprecedented times more in the last two weeks than you probably have heard in your, in your whole life, but it really is that way. These are, these are interesting times that we're living in, and I just wanted to encourage you that although we can't be in person together on this Sunday or in the next couple of Sundays, I want you to know that you're loved, you're cared for, and you're prayed for, and I pray that your family as well. My family is doing fine. Uh, we got more food in our house than we'll probably ever get to eat, and and we're doing okay uh, being this self-quarantined, and I pray that your family is doing well. If you need anything, you let us know. I'm going to give you some more information on how you can touch base with us here in just a minute. But I want you to know if you need anything, you reach out to your church family. We're here for you. We miss you. We love you. We're praying for you every single day. And I believe that our best days are in front of us. So God bless you, Go Church family. I want to give you a couple of uh, upcoming events and I want to take a few minutes and just sit on these upcoming events for a moment because as we're continuing to watch this pandemic play out right in front of our very eyes, uh, we're trying to call and, and adapting to the scenarios and we're trying to call some audibles as necessary and as needed. And so Life at Go Church looks a little bit different in the next few weeks in this next season of life and ministry together. So I want to make sure that you're up to date with all of the things that are happening and that you're in the know with what, what's going on in your church family. So I want to start with Easter, Easter Sunday at Go Church. And I want to say to you that we're, we're planning to have Easter at Go Church at our South Metro Atlanta campus. We're planning like it's going to happen. Now, I know that you'd give me an amen right here because we need a miracle. We need a miracle and not just a miracle so that we can have church in person on Easter Sunday, but, but we need a miracle all around the globe. But we are planning and preparing to have Easter Sunday at our South Metro Atlanta campus on Easter. So those gathering times as of today, March 22nd, are as follows. 7 a.m., we've got a traditional sunrise gathering. 
8 a.m., 9.45 a.m., and then 11.30 a.m. And then for our, our Germantown, Maryland family, we wanted to let you know that we've already made the decision to live stream your Easter gathering, and here's why. As you know, that campus is a portable campus. We rent from the Regal Cinema Movie Theater, and they have shut down the theater through the month of April. So we're just believing by faith that when we come back together at that campus in a few weeks, we're gonna come strong and we're gonna have a party. As a matter of fact, we're gonna have a party at both campuses when we all come back together. So I want you to know Germantown, we're gonna be live streaming Easter and then South Metro Atlanta family, as of today, we're planning to move forward with our Easter gatherings at this campus. And so you'll stay up to date with any information that needs to change and, and we'll make sure to communicate that with you as needed. Here's another event that I want to make sure that you're a part of. Last Sunday night, we kicked off a weekly prayer call, and we're doing this for the foreseeable future every Sunday night at 6 p.m. And last Sunday, we spent about an hour together on a prayer call, and it was powerful. It was anointed. God showed up on that prayer call. We had 127 people call into the prayer line, but we estimated more than 200 plus people were praying all around the country on that prayer call. So tonight at six o'clock, we're doing that weekly prayer call again. You can call this phone number. It's very easy to access uh, the prayer call. You call this phone number, and then when it prompts you to enter the access code, you enter this access code. You'll jump right into the prayer call that's happening again tonight at 6 p.m. We'll spend about an hour together. We're going to pray, and we're going to believe that we'll continue to see the hand of God move and this crisis be ended in the name of Jesus Christ. That's a good place to type in the comment section. Amen right there. Also, so we've kicked off what we're calling Wednesday Night Live, Wednesday Night Live. And we're doing this every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're going to live stream our Wednesday Night Live gathering. These will typically be led by your campus pastor. It's a time of worship and devotion. As a matter of fact, beginning this Wednesday night on this Wednesday night live, we're going to do communion together as a church family. It'll be a time for prayer. And then also just a great way to have community together online in the middle of the week. So every Wednesday night, again, for the foreseeable future, we want you to jump online to the live stream for our Wednesday night live at 7 PM with the devotion, worship, communion, and prayer. It's going to be a powerful night. And we've not forgotten about your children. Our next generation department that consists of Go Kids and Go Youth, they are working incredibly hard. They're putting in extra time and overtime to make sure that our next generation has all of the necessary tools and activities and Bible lessons and games and contests and devotions that they need to continue to grow in their spiritual journey while they're out of school on a daily basis and then also while we're not meeting in, purpose, in person. So every single day, they're, they're releasing some new things. And I wanna make sure that you're in the know. So parents, you can go to our website or you can follow the different social media outlets. I'll give you that information here in just a moment so that you can stay connected with all of the age appropriate, again, activities, lessons, games, contests, devotions, etc. So. I love what God is doing in our Go Kids and our Go Youth Ministries, and I want to make sure that although you're self-quarantined at home, your kids are still growing in their faith. If you've not yet connected to our social media, you got to do this right away. You got to get connected right away to the social media because this is how you'll stay up to date with all of the info. So follow us on Facebook. 
connect with us on Instagram. And then also you can check out some, some on-demand messages and worship gatherings through our Vimeo channel. And then if you've not recently been to our website, mygochurch.com, this is a great place for you to visit. There on the website, you're going to get sermons and opportunity to give through generosity. Also, you'll see all of the up-to-date events that are happening. And then recently, we've released a COVID-19 update page where we are consistently updating that page for you to follow along with to see what is happening around the country and what is the latest information pertaining to your church family and how you can stay in the know. So again, follow us on social media. Make sure you check out the website. It's a great place for you to stay up to date with everything that's happening. And a lot of things are happening. As a matter of fact, from last Sunday to this Sunday, I want to show you some of the outreach that your Go Church family has been participating in. It really has been just a, a busy week a week of being the hands and feet of Jesus extended, and also a week of us letting our light shine to a very dark world and a dark season. So check out some of the highlights of the outreach that's been happening through Go Church. We have mobilized what we're calling an emergency response team. And this emergency response team, look at this, has delivered now over 1,000 pounds of food. Come on, church, isn't that awesome? So this emergency response team has been mobilized. They've delivered over a thousand pounds of food already. This team has also partnered with some local nonprofits up in Montgomery County, Maryland. We've uh, partnered with Man of Food and here in Coweta County, Georgia. We've partnered with Bridging the Gap. And through those multiple local nonprofit partnerships, we have prepared thousands of meals that are going to be distributed in each of our respective counties. So this emergency response team, they've partnered with these local nonprofits and they've prepared thousands of meals that are going to get into the hands and homes of families that could really use a good meal. Watch this. We've also been creating a local business directory. Now, here's what we know. A lot of local businesses have been affected by the instability of the economy. And we know that within our Go Church family, there's a number of local business owners or uh, you know, managers of certain local businesses. So we're trying to put a directory together. So if you go to our website and you visit, again, that COVID-19 update page, you can jump into an email where you can give us the information about your local business. We'll put this directory together and then we'll help to do our best just to promote your business so that God can continue to take care of all of you. I love this. A couple more and then we're going to jump into the message. We've made hundreds and hundreds of phone calls to all of the seniors and elders within our Go Church family. And we're doing our very best to stay up to date with our seniors of our church because we love you so much. You're the backbone of our church and we're praying for you. We wanna check on you. So if you are a senior or if you know someone that is elderly, if there's something that they need, you let your Go Church family know. We're going grocery shopping for them. We're helping to make sure that, that the, the essentials that they need are taken care of. And, and if you need something, all you gotta do is let us know. And, and if you haven't received a phone call from us, that's not intentional. It might be because we don't have your contact information. So shoot us an email or have a family member reach out to the church office so that we can get the right contact info and then we can call you, pray for you and, and even send some of our seniors uh, a DVD of the weekend gatherings because they may not have access to you know, the live stream capability. And then I wanna give you one more win and then we'll jump into the message. We've already been able to financially help four churches uh, and, and, and this is what I love. We're stewarding the finances of your church family really well 
But at the end of 2019, you all gave to the legacy offering. God has blessed that. We've tapped into those resources to help at least four churches to date to make sure that their bills are paid and their lights stay on. Come on, can you give me an amen right there? So go church, you're doing a great job in the middle of this pandemic. And I wanna encourage all of you that now is the time that we continue to give. You continue to give. There are four ways that you can give. You can give online today. You can text to give. You can use the app or you can even mail in your gift. When you give, you are affording us the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ extended. And we can, can continue to do outreach on the level that you see us doing it at. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your continued support. And may God be with you in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, let's jump into the message today. So Last Sunday, I shared with you a right now word, and we titled that faith over fear, faith over fear. And God dropped that word in my heart because I know that in this season, in our country and globally, a lot of people are dealing with fear. So I want to take last Sunday's message, and I actually want to turn that into a series over the next few weeks because a lot of people are dealing with more fear than they are faith. And there's a lot of fears out there. As a matter of fact, let me give you a few fears that some of you may be experiencing in your life. There is arachrophobia. It's the fear of heights. So if that's you and you're watching online, I, I need you to be honest in the next few minutes. I want you to comment in that live stream, you know, about some of these fears you have. So if you have acrophobia, the fear of heights, come on, be honest and let us know. Here's another one. And some of you, this is very elevated in this season. It's claustrophobia. It's the fear of enclosed spaces. And the longer that I'm quarantined in my house with my family, the smaller those walls are getting and the more claustrophobia I feel. Here's another fear, and I'm gonna be really transparent. Because of this quarantine, I'm really terrified of this one. It's lipophobia, and it's the fear of gaining weight. Come on, somebody, are you with me today like I am? Today, I'm terrified of putting on some pounds during this crisis. Oh, Jesus, help me to find a way to lose some weight. Here's one. This is hard to pronounce, but it's arachrobrutrophobia. I think I got it. And it's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Yep, there are people that are terrified of that. Here's one. It's phobophobia. It is, I'm afraid to be afraid. It's the fear of fears. And then one final one, and I think a lot of us in our country and around the world today, we're really dealing with this particular fear. It's pathophobia, and it is the fear of disease. Now, I'm not downplaying the crisis that we're experiencing globally, but I want to make a statement to you because I recognize that as of 6.15 this morning on Sunday, March 22nd, we see over 308,000 cases of the coronavirus around the globe. So I know that it's very serious and I'm not downplaying the, the severity of it, but I wanna tell you that through God and by God, we are going to make it through this. Come on, can you give me a good amen right there? We're going to make it through this. As a matter of fact, wherever you're watching from, let's make this a declaration. On the count of three, I want you to say this phrase with me, we are going to make it through this. You ready? One, two, three, we are going to make it through this. And we are. God's got this. God is good and he's faithful and he's in control. And we are going to make it through this. I'm going to make it through this. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul, and I want to give you kind of the theme verse of the day. The Apostle Paul writes in Philippians chapter number four, 
he gives us this instruction. And I think it's so appropriate today with everything that's playing out in front of us. He says this, he says, don't be anxious about anything. Come on, listen to that. He says, I'm not just talking about the coronavirus, but anything that you're experiencing in your world or around the world, don't be anxious about it. We don't have to, listen to me, if we are in Christ Jesus, if we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be worried. And I don't know about you, but the longer I'm, I'm stuck in my house and the more I watch the news, the more anxious I can become. The more I, I Google the stock market and I see the inconsistency of our economy, the more anxious I can become. The more we read about the coronavirus and the destruction of it, the more anxiety or fear could set in. But Paul says this, he says, wait a minute. If you are in Christ Jesus, you don't have to be worried, you don't have to be scared, and you don't have to be anxious about anything. Watch what he says. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation. And I love this reminder, because what I believe the Apostle Paul is saying is, is that watch, and again, I'm not downplaying the coronavirus, but I believe what Paul is saying is this. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Pardon the grammar there, but isn't that true? If it's not one thing, it's something else. And I just want to encourage you that this isn't the first pandemic we've ever been through. This isn't the first challenge we've ever experienced. This isn't the first crisis that we've ever, we've ever been up against. And yet through it all, God has been faithful. And Paul says, look, once this passes, there's still going to be trouble and, and chaos in the world. He says, you don't got to be anxious and don't be so worried about anything. But in every situation... One of my mentors, Pastor Chris Hodges from Church of the Highlands, he shared a timeline in his message last Sunday. And so I'm taking that idea from him. I've, I've uh, uh, kind of manipulated the timeline just a little bit for us. But I, I want you to see in every situation how God has been with us and God has been faithful and how we've come through. Many of you remember in 2000, we made it through Y2K. Come on, somebody. And then in 2001, what happened? We experienced the destruction of 9-11 and, and the, the, uh, the anthrax uh, scare that took place in our country. In 2002, it was the West Nile virus. In 2003, we dealt with SARS. In 2005, it was the bird flu. In 2006, it was E. coli. In 2008, we ha had that uh, epic economic crash. In 2009, it was the swine flu. In 2010, it was the BP oil spill. In 2012, the Mayan calendar said we all gonna die in 2012. In 2013, it was the war with North Korea. In 2014, it was the Ebola virus. In 2015, it was ISIS. In 2016, it was the Zika virus. And watch, in 2017, this may be just incredibly tragic, but we experienced the Falcons losing that epic Super Bowl to the New England Patriots. Come on, it's all right to laugh a little bit. In 2019, watch this. We had that, remember, the flesh-eating bacteria. And they said, don't get into the ocean because the bacteria will eat your flesh. And now, in 2020, here we are with the coronavirus. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. 
Trouble will come. Challenges will come. Disease will come. Sickness will come. But in every situation, how do we tackle it? Come on, I'm preaching now. We tackle it by prayer and by petition, by appeal, with thanksgiving in our heart. We present our request to God. And here's the promise. Here's the promise if we stay faithful. Here's the promise if we approach every situation with, with prayer and with petition and with thanksgiving in our heart. And, and if we just put our request before God, here's the promise. Watch verse 7. And the peace of God. And that's what we need. We need peace. We need the type of peace that the world can't give us. This type of peace only comes from God, being in a relationship with God. And the peace of God is what we need because that will transcend all of our understanding. And here's my prayer for you, that the peace of God will guard your hearts and will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Church, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you've got more faith than you do fear and that you're not anxious about anything. But in every situation, whether what's happening around the world or what's going on in your world, that you experience the peace of God. And that peace guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let, let me summarize these two verses this way. I want you to write this down, and, and you've heard me say this before. But if you'll bring your problem to God, God will bring his peace to you. Come on, isn't that good? If you bring your problem to God and you approach the throne of God with thanksgiving and with prayer and with petition, then God will take your problem and he will exchange it for his peace, his peace. And I want you to feel that today. So let me talk, let me talk to you for a moment. For those of you that are Christians, for those of you that are in a relationship with Christ Jesus, watch this. I'm going to give you three reasons that you can choose faith over fear. And if you're watching this live stream today or if you're watching this via on demand later on and you're not a Christian and you're not in the faith, then maybe these three reasons would challenge you to reconsider. Three reasons that I believe you can choose faith over fear. Number one is this. God is sitting. Write that down. God is sitting. And here's what I mean by that. You, you, can, you can learn a lot about a situation by the posture of the people that are involved. Does that make sense? So I can learn a lot about a situation by somebody's posture, by, by their body language. Uh, I want you to stay engaged, so let's play a little game at, at home right now, okay? I'm gonna show you a few pictures, and when you see these pictures, I want you to comment real quick what their posture indicates their behavior to be. You ready? Here we go. Again, in the comment section, when you see the picture, write out what their posture suggests they're doing. You ready? Here it is. Sleeping, right? Most of you got that fast. So his posture indicates that he's resting. And for this guy, I mean, he's knocked out. Come on now. All right, here's another one. You ready? You got to be quick in the comments. Ready? Here we go. What are they doing? They're cheerful. They're happy. Their, their posture indicates that there is, there is joy. There's joy. All right, now let me talk to all of my Hispanic brothers and sisters for a moment. Because uh, when, when, when your mom is angry, come on now, Latinos, watch this. Here it is. What happens? This posture with la chancla 
tells you that she's about to open up a can on you. You know what I mean? This posture says that she's mad at you and she's angry at you and she's coming for you because you did something dumb. But what is the posture of God in this moment? What is the posture of God telling us about this pandemic around the globe? I'm going to tell you what his posture is. Isaiah 66, verse number one says that the heaven is my throne, says the Lord. Come on, imagine that. All of heaven is the throne of God and the earth is his footstool. Come on. The king of kings and the Lord of lords is sitting on the throne and he's got his feet propped up on planet earth. The psalmist David said it like this in Psalm 29, that the Lord sits enthroned over the flood and the Lord is enthroned as king forever. And while God is sitting on the elliptic of the earth, using the earth as his footstool, watch what he does. He gives strength to his people. Come on, do you need strength today? Yes. And he blesses his people with peace. There it is again. The posture of God does this. It indicates that there is no problem that he cannot handle. Come on, church. The way that God is sitting right now in a posture of authority lets us know that he is not panicking, that he is not pacing, that he is not fretting, that he is not worrying. God is good and he is in control. And there is no coronavirus that can silence the angelic choir in heaven from sitting around the feet of God's glory singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. So you can choose faith over fear today because God's posture indicates that he's got this under control. Come on and give me a good amen, Go Church family. Let me give you a couple more and we'll close out today. Number two is this. Another reason that you can choose faith over fear is because God is speaking. Yeah, he's speaking. I believe that God is always trying to talk to us, but we've let so many idols, uh, oh Jesus, we've created so many idols in our lives and, and in our homes and and, and we've just allowed those idols to block out the voice of God, what God has been trying to say to us. But listen to me, church. God has gotten our attention now, hasn't he? He's gotten our attention. And there, there is a message that God is trying to speak to people all around the world. Revelation talks about this. Revelation 2.29 says that if you have an ear, you've got to listen to the Spirit and understand what God is saying. And I want you to choose faith over fear because God is not silent during this crisis. And God is not silent during your situation either. Watch. God is speaking. And I believe that his message, his message is twofold. His message has two purposes. One, it is personal. And then two, it is global. God is speaking to us, and, and I believe that God is talking to us individually. Individually, Let me look at the camera for a moment and just really lean in for a second. Hear me. God is trying to tell you something. God is trying to get your attention. God is trying to say to you, look, for far too long you put your trust in the economy. So now I'm trying to get your attention that your trust should be in me and me alone, says the Lord. He says, I'm trying to tell you something individually. You've been turning to entertainment for fulfillment. And so it's like we're living in a sci-fi movie 
There's no events. There's no concerts. There's no sports happening. And God says, I'm, I'm going to shut it all down so that I can get your attention and tell you that real fulfillment does not come from musical artists or from Hollywood or from your favorite sports team. It only comes from me, says the Lord. He says, I've been trying to tell you that you got to spend more time with your family and you refuse to listen. So I'm going to shut everything down so that you're now forced to spend time with your family. It's Psalm 23. The Bible Bible says that sometimes he maketh us lie down and bring pastors. It's a personal message, but then there's also a global message. God's got the attention of the whole world. And I'm going to say, say this, and I want you to hear me. There will be people that reject the message that God is sending through this crisis. There will be people that, that point their finger at God and they blame God for what is happening. But listen to me, church, on the other side of the coronavirus, we're gonna hear story after story of the millions of people that heard the message of God through this chaos and they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. God is speaking a message to the church and he's speaking loud and he's speaking clear. So let me, give you, let me give you a challenge here because this is what I would suggest all of you to do. you got to ask this question. Lord, what, what are you trying to say to me during this crisis? Or say it like this. Lord, what, what are you wanting to speak to me during this crisis? What, what is the message that you're telling me? What is the message that you're telling my family? What is the message that you're telling the whole world? Because God, I don't want to miss the message that you're speaking. So whoever's watching this live stream, listen to me. You can have faith over fear because God is sitting. His posture tells us that he's in control. And you can have faith over fear because God is speaking and he wants to give you a message. And I would challenge you to ask, okay, then what are you saying to me during this crisis? Let me give you one more thought and then I want to pray for you. As a matter of fact, I want to share something with you at the end of the message that the Lord put into my heart earlier in the week. The third reason that you can have more faith than fear is because God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Let me tell you what sovereignty means. The sovereignty of God means this, that there is nothing that has ever happened and there is nothing that will ever happen that is beyond the control of God. God, God is sovereign, and he's in control of all of it. Now, there is a, a teaching out there called open theism. And open theism, which, listen to me, contradicts the Bible, by the way, but this idea of open theism teaches us that God, God doesn't know what's going to happen in the future any more than you and I do. That God, because of our free will, doesn't have control over all of it. But listen to me, church. That's not the truth. That's not the book. That's not the characteristic of God. God is sovereign and God is just and God is righteous and God is holy. Uh, let me tell you why this idea of open theism is inaccurate. Because your Bible says this, and I could give you dozens of references, but time is running out. Let me give you a couple. Romans says it this way, that from him and through him and to him are what? All things. All things are in the palm of God's hands. 
I love how the psalmist David said it. He said, he said, before a word was ever even on my tongue, you know it completely. Come on, church. I know that this might sound a little repetitive and, and maybe it needs to be. None of this caught God by surprise. And nothing that you're going through in your personal life has caught God by surprise. God knows about all of it. And you can choose faith over fear in whatever situation. And you can choose not to be anxious or worried because God is omnipotent. He's all powerful because God is omniscient. He's all knowing and God is omnipresent, meaning he's all over. He's, he's everywhere. And can I just encourage you in these final moments that we have? God, if you want to know the outcome of this coronavirus, if you want to know the outcome of whatever the situation you're up against today is going to be, I want you to do this. Go back. Go back. Go back in your mind's eye and look at the faithfulness of God in every season and in every situation, the faithfulness of God in every storm. And you'll learn this the way that I've learned this, that God has a proven track record. He's... He's the undefeated, undisputed. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's never lost a battle. He's never even trailed from behind. God has never failed us before and God will not fail us today. God's track record is proven. He is faithful. Come on and say the word faithful. God is faithful and his faithfulness is the same yesterday, today and forever. The psalmist David said in Psalm 119 that your faithfulness endures to all generations. Come on now. If you go 50 verses later, you'll see these words. The psalmist David says that your promises have been thoroughly tested. And that is why I love them so much. I don't know how many people are watching this broadcast in this moment, but I want to tell you that you can choose faith over fear. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be worried because you can look and see that God is sitting. His feet are up propped on the earth and heaven is his throne and he is absolutely unquestionably in control. You can choose faith over fear because God is speaking. He just wants you to listen to the message that he's trying to share. You can have faith over fear because your God is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. He's sovereign, he's good, and he's just. You know, earlier in the week, I uh, took out my journal and I began to write just a thought. And this thought really became a declaration for me and, and for our family. My, I've said this declaration out loud a few times now, and, and I want to close this way with you because fear is a lie of the enemy, but there is great power in your faith. I'm going to put it on the TV screen, but they're going to enlarge it so that you can see a close-up of this declaration. And I'm going to do this two times for you, church family. I'm going to read it aloud for you to follow along and then I'm going to have you 
repeat it after me. Here's the words that God dropped in my heart earlier this week, and it is a declaration of faith. I am a believer. I am in Christ. I hold fast to the confession of faith. I walk by faith. I live out my faith, and I trust God by faith. My faith can move mountains. This works because Jesus is the author and perfecter of my faith. Even on the days when my faith is low, God is always faithful. My faith is the bridge that allows me to cross over all of my fears. At the end of the day, my faith will win because I know that my Father will win. And because of my faith, others will become followers of Christ. They're gonna keep that on the string for you. And I'm gonna say it one more time and I'll pause in between phrases here so that you can repeat it aloud in your home, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in your car, with your family. You declare that you've got more faith than you do fear. Are you ready? Here we go. I am a believer. I am in Christ. I hold fast to the confession of faith. I walk by faith. I live out my faith. And I trust God by faith. My faith can move mountains. This works because Jesus is the author and perfecter of my faith. Even on the days when my faith is low, God is always faithful. My faith is the bridge that allows me to cross over all of my fears. At the end of the day, my faith will win because I know that my Father will win. And because of my faith, others will become followers of Christ. Father, we thank you for this moment today. Thank you that we are able to live stream into the houses and homes of our church family and friends all around the country and all around the world. God, in the middle of uncertainty, as fear tries to increase into our mind and into our hearts, today we choose faith. We choose faith and we walk by faith and not by sight. So for those who are in Christ Jesus, may they be encouraged by these simple yet profound reminders that your posture reminds us that you're in control, that you're speaking a message to us individually and globally, and the reminder that you are sovereign. And if somebody is watching this message today and they are not in relationship with you, Lord, may today, in this moment, because of all of the things unfolding in front of us, may they turn their heart, may they turn their attention, may they turn their affection to you, Jesus Christ. And on the other side of the coronavirus, God, I pray that we would hear of testimony and reports of the millions of people that confessed their sins and made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life during all of this. So to God be the glory forever and ever. God bless you and go church.